Good morning, Cashers. Cashers Canine Connection. Good morning, Cashers. This is Alyssa Short and Donna Ampova from Mountain Dog Spa. We do full service training, bathing, and boarding and daycare. And we are here to start our first podcast this morning. Today is March 9th, 2020. And our podcast is called Canine Cashers Connection. Donna, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm excited. <laughs> Me too. We have started this podcast as a way to connect the Cashers canine community with each other, hoping to answer some questions the community may have about canine behavior in general. And just to start, we'll give you a little background. We run a dog facility. We have the opportunity to see tons of dogs every single week. Every single month, every single year, we see all kinds of dogs, shapes, sizes, breeds come in there. And over the years, we've just noticed a lot of struggle between owner and dog. We want to help get the relationship built up and better between owner and dog and get just the state of mind of the dog in a happier place, which in turn will bring the owner to a much happier place. Of course, reach the end goal of making the relationship just as best as it can be. We've decided to start this podcast. We also have some really cool stuff going on already, like social media, Facebook, Instagram. We're putting up a lot of videos on YouTube, and Donna is at the head of all that, creating a lot of video. And then we're able to put this stuff out and help the client. And and here's another outlet for us to put more information out there. And hopefully we'll start on the level of Cashers, Highland, Sapphire, Glenville community. And maybe this will spread um, elsewhere and, and help a lot more people. But we're excited to just to help our community at the start right now. Yeah, and all these resources are free. You have access to them. All you need is an internet connection, and you can see a lot of advice right from Alyssa. That's a that's a great resource for people. So our topic for today is finding out what a happy and well-trained dog looks like and how we can start getting there with our dog. So some of the basic ideas. The first one is, how can we tell that a dog is happy and well-trained? What does that look like? Okay, so there. I'll, I'll start with there's some myth about what a happy dog does look like. We're so used to, I think, seeing dogs like bouncing around, jumping around, just kind of in a state of just high arousal. And it looks like happiness when they're, you know, just running and flying and nonstop high energy. But more times than not, that's a pretty highly anxious state or at, the, at least a very highly aroused state. So many dogs are in that state and we unknowingly keep them there. And when they're in that state, they're not actually their uh, best self. So a dog that's just bouncing around, always by your side, just kind of panting, jumping in your face, like tail wagging nonstop, sometimes looks, well, it does. Look, I think we're trained to, to think that's like just a really happy dog, but actually a dog that can be like more uh, calm and you're able to turn them off and on where you can say, hey, it's time to play and jump around and bounce like that, but now it's time to be calm. That's a dog that's actually more content, one that has a, a switch to turn off. But most dogs don't have a um, an off switch. And we're here to kind of teach you what that looks like 
um, because it might be foreign to a lot of people, and then how to achieve it. And when you do achieve it, what's really exciting is the results you're going to see from it, the effects it's going to have on the dog, on you and your relationship, and how much you guys are going to grow together. Awesome. So we talked about what a happy dog looks like is in a very calm state. You can actually communicate with this dog. It's not just being all crazy. One of the things that I have been most impressed by in my work with you is seeing how you can rehabilitate these very anxious dogs. So can you give us more signs that a dog might be experiencing something like separation anxiety or other specific kinds of anxiety? Okay, sure. Um, A lot of dogs, I'd say... um... If I had to put a percentage on it, possibly around 75, 80% of the dogs that we see have some form or level of separation anxiety. A lot of times this could come from just not separating ourselves from the dog and not teaching the dog how to be alone. And then suddenly you bring them somewhere and leave them there and they're, they're left to cope with trying to figure this new thing out. Even though they're with other people or with other dogs, they're still attached to you. So it could be having some separation anxieties from you. What it can look like is a lot of panting, a lot of whining, a lot of barking, a lot of pacing. Just basically not being able to calm, not being able to stop. The poor dogs are in a state of just mind racing, worrying, just stress, anxiety. And if you can teach your dogs how to not be anxious, the dog is going to be all the better because it can now go places without you. It may unfortunately one day have to be, have to stay at the vet because of of some emergency it had. And imagine your poor dog in a, in a state of high anxiety at the vet and also in a state of sickness or injury and he's with you can't be with him you can't go back to the exam room or you can't stay with him overnight and the dog is just overly stressed and it's just too much to put on the dog so what we do is is teach them how to be calm and not anxious before something like that happens so that when they are put into a situation like that they can just be calm through it and and do all the better and get better quicker So I know this is a huge topic, but can you sort of briefly touch on what would be the role of training in achieving a happy dog versus this very high anxious dog? Okay. So as as crazy as this sounds, because I think this may not make sense at first to a lot of people, but you actually have to punish the anxiety. And to a lot of people, that would sound like probably backwards like that would maybe send a dog into a more anxious state or a more fearful state but it actually does quite the opposite so the dog um, dogs are pretty much they're kind of like very black and white and they understand by corrections and rewards so you have to correct the things that you don't want the dog to do and reward the things that you do want the dog to do. If a dog is highly anxious, has a lot of separation anxiety, he's panting, he's drooling, he's crying, he's scratching at the door, he's barking when you leave, things like that, pacing, just not able to calm. Like you can tell when you're about to leave the house, this dog starts to go into a heightened state of anxiety. The dog won't know that that's not okay to act that way. Get rid of the behavior. The dog is finally able to say, oh, okay, cool, I don't have to feel that way. It's okay to be cool and calm. And then you teach the dog what you do want from it. So don't do that. Don't pant, cry, whine, bark, scratch at the door. Do do this. Go lay down, get in your crate, relax, 
place calm and and the dog quickly realizes don't do this do do that and you get you get just a totally different mindset from the dog and it's really cool the type of training that we hear about all the time is positive reinforcement training can you explain what that is yes positive reinforcement is rewarding a dog for a behavior that you want more of you can reward a dog in many different ways by petting it affection, even speaking to it in like a, you know, a high pitched voice, like a lot of people do, that can be a form of reward. And then the most common reward would be like a food reward. I think that's what people would mostly tie a, a reward to. So the dog, you know, you ask the dog to sit, the dog sits, and then you give him some food, reinforcing to the dog that he did what you wanted him to do, which can bring me to the next, the, the next really good topic is a lot of times we're positively reinforcing behavior and rewarding our dogs at times when they're doing things that we don't want them to do. So a lot of times we're talking to our dogs unnecessarily or petting our dogs at the wrong moments, reinforcing with positivity because affection is a positive reward that those things, those behaviors are okay. So possibly our dog's in a state of high anxiety when we're leaving the house starting to cry, bark, and all of that. And we, our, our human instinct is to go over and talk to him and say, it's okay, and pet his head and stroke him and give him a hug and all this stuff. And what we're really telling the dog is, in those moments is it's okay to be anxious. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to bark cry and scratch at the door. Totally opposite of what we were trying to do. We were trying to calm them down in that situation, but that's not how dogs learn. They learn by correcting what you don't want them to do and then positively reinforcing with reward or affection what you do want them to do. So what kind of behaviors should we be positively reinforcing with our dogs? Like what, what state would we see them in and then do positively reward that? We would want to be rewarding the stuff that we really want. People, I, I can't think of a person who's ever come to me and asked for their dog to be more anxious or more highly aroused or more excited. So those are the times that we would never want to give any positive reinforcement, of course. We would always want to wait for the dog to be in a state of calm before we ever reward, and then we'll get more of a calm dog. If you can retrain your mind to definitely stop rewarding the dog in those moments of high anxiety and high arousal, um, and only in moments of calm, you're going to slowly and surely start getting a more calm dog. So we talked about how people might be unintentionally rewarding anxious behavior with their dogs by talking to them or petting them or comforting them when they show anxiety behaviors. Can you talk to us about that balanced training, that, that concept of what you do? Yeah, so we do balanced training here, which combines the positive reinforcement with corrections. If you, if you are only reinforcing positively by rewarding, you're only going to get one side of the, um, one side of the puzzle. If your dog had some bad behaviors or some unwanted behaviors that he's doing, but you are working on just uh, reinforcing sit with rewards. Unfortunately, you're not going to stop those unwanted behaviors. He still, his brain still won't get the message. And since, like I mentioned before, dogs are so black and white, um, you really have to tell them what you don't want and then reward what you do want. So we can get a dog like super obedient where it knows 50 commands by positively training the dog how to sit, stay, come, but you'll never stop 
the barking and the jumping on the counter and grabbing the turkey off the counter or biting another human or dog fighting or fence fighting uh, with, you can have like a dog that's so good and, and knows so much obedience, but he'll still have that other side to where he's doing all those unwanted behaviors. The, the only true way to stop an unwanted behavior is to correct it. Three, three of the main ways we use are a bonker, a prong collar, or an e-collar. Depending on what situation or what, there can be a, a better route on, e- on either one of those. But there, like I said, there's other ways to do it, but those are the most effective ways we've found. So say, for instance, you have a very highly anxious um, dog with a lot of separation anxiety. Um, more than likely, they probably haven't been um, crate trained properly or maybe not at all. So we would start start with that. We would put the dog in the crate. He would probably go into a high state of anxiety because he doesn't know about the crate or he knows that you're separated from him now. There's going to be a boundary between you. He can't get to you. Probably would go ahead and start whining or barking or exhibiting um, anxieties. We would actually have to punish that anxiety to stop it. So a bonker, a rolled up towel, a rolled up bath towel. You can check out our YouTube videos on how to make one. We would use a bonker and actually say no to the dog when it's crying or barking, bonk the cage. So we would, you could either throw the bonker, which is the rolled up towel at the cage, or walk over and hit the top of the cage with the bonker. It's a loud noise. The dogs, most dogs really don't, just don't like the, the noise and the shock of it. And, and they stop. So depending on the, the intensity of the separation anxiety and how long it's been um, kind of building up in the dog, it's not going to be like one bonk, okay, we're done. But what it is going to take is a lot of consistency and the dog knowing and tying that um, behavior to the correction. So he's going to soon find out if you're consistent with it, that every time that he whines or barks or tries to bite out, uh, break open the cage, that he's going to get a punisher and it will over time um, and not a lot of time, not more than, you know, a week or two. We're not going to be be doing this for six months and six years. If you're consistent, it's going to be like the dog's going to get it really fast and stop being anxious in the crate. Nice. Nice. And we will go into the other types of um, balance training methods in future, in future podcasts. Um, but Today, I also wanted to say, when is it too late to try balance training with a dog? So if a dog is rescued or if a dog is already very high anxious or how old are they, when it's just too late to try to restructure everything in the home and do this balanced approach? Never too late. Awesome question, because that's the the great, the most fun thing for me about it is just seeing all the different levels we can get the dogs to and um, of course the the best time is day one but that doesn't always happen and that's okay that doesn't limit you to what you can do with your dog it just may be a little more challenging Uh, like I said with the anxious dog if we've been it's been learning this behavior that basically it's okay to be anxious or we've actually been unknowingly rewarding anxiety for six seven eight years of course, it will t- be a little more challenging to um, to correct that, but you're not going to destroy the dog or, or ruin his personality. And in fact, it just does the opposite and it brings the dog to like his best self. 
something that you've never actually been able to see these past six, seven, eight years because he's been in that state, you know, somewhat of a state of anxiety the whole time and you never got to see the dog's true self. So it's really cool when you see that actual real dog come out and that dog like just shed all that negative energy and just like take a deep breath of relaxation like, oh, it feels good to be a dog and just live. (laughs) And it's the best gift you could actually give to your dog. All right, so that's all the questions that we have about the dog training today. I do want to say that if you want to pursue um, dog training advice from Alyssa, we have all those free resources on our YouTube channel. We're really appreciative of anybody who can subscribe and who can comment and ask questions on the YouTube. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us all over social media. So um, thank you, Alyssa, for answering those questions. And can we talk about the the sidewalk initiative uh, today? Let's let's touch on the cashers, the local issue. Sure. Yes, this is something I'm really passionate and excited about. Since I've moved to cashers, I wanted to see sidewalks here so that we could easily get around town, especially get around town with our dogs. I've done I've certainly done the walk on the side of the road thing, which feels dangerous enough just alone. But when you have a dog with you, it, it can be even more challenging and dangerous. So Right now, um, the United Community Bank in Cashers is really pushing and kind of spearheading the, um, the effort here to get some sidewalks built to connect the Cashers community, which is what we're all about here with um, Cashers Canine Connection. We would like to be able to even walk dogs down from Mountain Dog to the park, take some group walks all the way from where situated past Ingalls um, on the way to Sapphire. So we that's hopefully where they would want it. They want to bring the sidewalks all the way to Ingalls. So we would be uh, just past Ingalls. So we'll extend it to us. But uh, the United Community Bank, again, they've, with their own money, are going to build their sidewalks on their property, which they're hoping to spearhead uh, the effort so that other people start building, other businesses start building their sidewalks. Any new business, any new um, construction that's going on in cashers, you automatically have to build your own sidewalks so anything new popping up you're going to see rendezvous they did theirs that's one that i can think of because they did like a a a remodel to that building and put in their sidewalks but hopefully we're going to connect them all up and be able to move around safely through the community and uh then you'll see some really cool things with pack walks happening um with clients dogs and and we're really excited about that but we're looking to put our sidewalks in unfortunately it's really expensive to do so we don't have the you know the money in the bank just to kind of throw into that but we are looking for hopefully a way to get some donations. We have some pictures going up on the walls in uh, Mountain Dog right now of of people's pets. And we are asking possibly if you could donate uh, for the picture and half of the proceeds will go to the sidewalk initiative. We are accepting donations in the form of your dog gets uh, to be up on a, on the wall with all the other dogs that are already um, posting up on the wall. These are beautiful frames that will adorn the walls of the Mountain Dog Spa lobby um, for years to come. And half the proceeds of purchasing that picture for your pet to be on our wall, the other half of the proceeds will go towards the sidewalk initiative, which is so exciting. That sounds awesome. If there's any other thing that you want to say, I think we're in a good place to wrap it up for our very first podcast ever. 
yes, we're very proud to be here. Very proud and excited for the future. And hope, hope you guys are proud and, and excited with us because we want to share this journey with you. That's what this is all about is uh, connecting each other. I hope it makes your day better. Thank you for listening to the Cashers Canine Connection.